Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Wellbeing Wednesdays with me, Paige. This is our first episode back after the new year, so happy new year, everybody. Um, today, we are joined um, by uh, somebody from careers and placements at the university. If you'd like to introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Samira. I'm one of the careers consultants, and like you said, I'm from the careers and placements team. Samira is an expert in house today. We're very lucky. Uh, and then we are joined by an ex Aston student or an alumni, I should say. Um, if you'd like to introduce yourself. So, hello, I'm Libby. I study business and management here at Aston University and graduated in 2020. Amazing. And so, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, job hunting and the stress of it and the feeling of rejection and just how uh, frustrating it can be and just some top tips and tricks. Um, I'm actually going to begin job hunting again soon because this job only lasts about six months. Uh, So don't worry, we're all in this boat together and I will also be um, taking notes from this interview. Um, So I wanted to start with you, Libby, if that's okay. Just give us a bit of like, um, tell us a little bit about something that you've done for your well-being over the past week, because we like to start the podcast with like a cheery note, so. Okay, cool. So um, working from home, I think, is something where you really have to focus on your well-being, because it's so easy for the two main parts of your life to be staying inside and staring at a screen. (laughs) So over the past couple of weeks, I've really focused on making myself go outside for at least half an hour every day just to go for a walk, rain or shine, and it's made me feel so much better. That's nice. Um, And then when I finish work, reading a book instead of staring at a different screen. What are you reading? I'm currently reading Catherine Ryan's The Audacity. I really want to read that. I love Catherine Ryan. I find her very funny, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a funny book, so I'd recommend. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. I'm currently reading um, Anita, Anita and I, or Anita and Me. Um, I can't remember the author. Yeah, I'm yeah, really enjoying it. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really enjoying it. I actually got it uh, for free. Someone just gave it to me, and I thought, oh, I'll pick it up. It's, it's a really great book. I'd definitely recommend. We can, we can swap after. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, Samira, have you done anything for your well-being over the past uh, week? Yeah, so a bit similar. I forced myself to go out. Yeah. So at the moment we're doing um, a bit of work from home and then part of the week on campus. So uh, yeah, I do try and go out for a walk every day, especially because it's been sunny this week. So I wanted to get out. I actually saw some friends for dinner. Uh, so that was really lovely oh, to nice. do something and not have to cook. Um, so that was good. Yeah. And I am also a reader. I'm reading Bad Feminist by Roxana That's Gay. another one I want to read. Amazing read. Yeah, I would really recommend it for anyone. One. Oh my goodness, we're gonna to have to start a book club. I was yeah. just gonna say, that's the best thing we can come out with. Yeah. Well, we actually have a book club at the union, so you know, you just let me Good know. Right? <laughs> um, oh, that's fantastic. I uh, what have I done for my well being? I've also been reading, um, which I've mentioned. Um, and this week, I've already told Samira about it this morning. I, I went swimming uh, for the first time in ages. I love swimming and I have a membership at the Woodcock Sports Centre and I just haven't been going. Um, and I went this this week uh, really early uh, and it was like 6.30 in the morning and freezing and I didn't account for um, defrosting my car. So I was out there in my, like, my leggings and my little jumper defrosting my car like, I just want to go swimming. Um, but by the time I went, it was lovely. So um, absolutely recommend going and doing something like that if you've been putting it off. Um, amazing. Okay, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about jobs and job hunting and things that generally make people a bit stressed um I do want I want to start with you again Libby actually because we've brought Libby in because and I don't know much about it so I'm hoping you'll tell us the story yeah. your sort of like experience job hunting and how that was for you and now finding your job and just how careers and placements helped you out that kind of thing yeah so um 
I did find entering the job market during a pandemic was quite daunting. Yeah. Um, and now, what are we, two years on, it's still very much a daunting place to enter. Yeah. Um, so that probably did become actually the biggest hurdle in what's already quite a stressful experience. Um, so I found, especially being in lockdown for um, the beginning of my job hunting, um, signing up to the careers and placements like advice sessions and the webinars and things that they had yeah. it was quite useful just to kind of keep your eye on the ball um and to figure out sort of how to phrase the skills and and things that you've that you've got from your degree but also from the sort of extracurricular stuff that yeah. you did um to make you feel a little bit more confident with the job hunting and that's something that I really found just to not get too much in my own head about it and sort of keep talking to other people about it <clears throat> Which for me was really, really useful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I suppose in terms of beginning my my job application, I think to go in with a bit of advice, um, some of the mistakes that I made probably was using that panic and sort of leaning into it a little bit too much yeah. and panic applying. Yeah, oh, I've been there. Been yeah. There. <laughs> um, and that's something I'd really say, like, if you could avoid that, try and stay as focused as you can on what you actually want to do and where you think your skills actually lie yeah. um, because I think that's where you end up applying for things that probably aren't suited to you and you waste time and energy don't you exactly I applied before I got this job I applied for something at the treasury uh, and I got like semi far through it was a grad scheme and then when I got they got rejected from it I wasn't even annoyed that I'd lost the job I was just annoyed that I spent time doing it because like I don't even like numbers like I don't know why I applied yeah. for that job well yeah I had a similar experience so um actually the last interview I had before the job that I ended up getting was with um it was kind of in like construction in that industry within learning and development which wasn't an area I wanted to go into it wasn't an industry I wanted to go into mm. But it was like in a good location and yeah. it seemed like a good yeah. enough. Yeah, it's a job. It seemed like a good enough opportunity. Um, and I got to the final stage and then they ended up giving the job to someone else. And I was, it was so demoralizing yeah. because I was like, oh, I've got this far. I've put so much time and effort yeah. into it. And now it's only with the benefit of hindsight, I look back at it and think, that was wouldn't have been the right yeah. job for me. That was such a waste of energy. And for the yeah. sake of the audience, the sheer juxtaposition of the job you're working in now, what do you currently do? Yeah, so I currently work in marketing for Bravissimo, so a lingerie company for big boobed women. Yeah, so, so that um, construction is a very different... <laughs> completely different. And actually, I think there's a really good point off the back of that as well, is to not only look into what skills you have or what particular industry you want to go into but actually think about the culture of yeah. the company as well because I don't think of the culture I'm it's probably perfect for some people yeah. obviously but for me that culture 100% wouldn't have suited me but yeah. the culture within Bravissimo the company I'm with now is so suited to me so I think that's really worth mentioning as well yeah and it's something that like I don't really feel like I ever had someone say to me it's like have you considered the culture of the job mm. you're going into um, and I've been really spoiled working at the union because the culture <laughs> here is just amazing mm. um, and my bar is set really high now um, is that something you ever say to people Samira do you yeah. like you know when people are applying for jobs is that something that they have to like consider amongst like other a million other Absolutely. things yeah because um you know you're going to be working for this employer for like one two maybe more years yeah. so you don't want to just be so desperate and we do all feel like that at times <laughs> you just take anything but at the 
same time, you've really got to make a, an assessment of like, would this suit me? And I always say that when you go for interviews, it's a two-way process. It's yeah. not just about them um, offering you something. You're actually sussing them out and yeah. saying, well, could I actually work here? Could I be comfortable here? So um, when you're doing, and, and when you were talking, Libby, I was thinking, I've written down less is more. When you write your applications, you're better off doing less of them because that will allow you to actually do the research really think about you know why am I applying for this job what can I offer them do they sound good you do your, you yeah. know you, you do that kind of level of research which takes time so mm-hmm. you don't want to rush it and we've all got that friend who did 20 applications in one week and you're like panicking because they're like I've not done that many mm. I would say you know you're better off doing one really good one over a couple of weeks rather than doing mm. 10 in a week and then you just don't get anywhere and that's a really tangible goal actually one really good application over like two weeks is really realistic Um, and I don't know if you'll agree with me but something I mean I've graduated now and some advice I gave I've given to students um, from just personal experience um, is that when I was in my final year I did a lot of applying to graduate schemes and they take a lot of effort Um, and in hindsight I would not have applied to anywhere near as many because you only get to do final year once for a lot of people and that grade and that like the degree outcome it's not it's not the be all and end all but it is important and you only get that chance to do it so I'd rather have just sort of focused on that and it's fine I mean I came out with the first so you know (laughs) thank you (laughs) humble brag you gotta brag because no one cares once you graduate spoilers but no one cares um so um yeah and so I would have just I would have just spent my time like enjoying final year a bit more Mm -hmm. rather than sort of like really hammering down on on job applications because my friends who didn't do anywhere near as many got jobs anyway once they graduated so um I think there's a lot of pressure on final years to have a job at the end of your degree yeah. and of course in reality whether you're graduating in a pandemic or what is normal I don't know but you know any other year it's Mm. more about actually there are still jobs out there you can actually enjoy your final year and I actually agree that you should prioritize the degree your friendships your kind of like having a good year looking after your well-being apply for a few jobs build up your confidence but all is not lost if you haven't got anything in by June or July because there will still be jobs out there so and it means you get a bit of a summer Exactly, especially after coming out of, well, hopefully coming out of a pandemic, you want to be able to go on holiday and things like that this summer, and all the people who graduated before will want to go on holiday as well. Well, if it does soothe anyone's panic, I actually interviewed for the job that I'm in now this time last year, so it was was quite a while after I graduated, um, and I'm in a really happy position within a marketing leadership scheme. Um, so it all worked out well for me. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like, if you don't mind me asking, how did you feel around this time last year? You hadn't quite got a job yet. Like, just, you know, how were you feeling? Was it just pants? Had you just sort of given up? Were you like, whatever? Like, yeah, it, is, it is. And and actually, I can, I can really relate if people are in a similar situation. It's really tough because yeah. you feel like, especially if you're getting rejections or if you're searching for the right thing and you can't find anything that you yeah. feel like suits you, it is really, really tough. And it's quite hard to keep yourself motivated. Um, because you've not got a job to keep you going. Yeah. You've just got hope. Yeah. <laughs> hope's really important, actually, it isn't is. it? Because yeah. you have to think there's a bigger picture, I will get there. Mm. And I, sometimes when I speak to uh, graduates, it's kind of like, 
you get a lot of rejections and it's really difficult and you've got to stay so focused mm. about it's not personal yeah it's not about me absolutely it's just there's a hundred other people applying yeah. they yeah. might just have that tiny bit of extra experience or something yeah. but it's not about you um, because you'll be a really you'll both be really strong candidates but whether the employer is like looking for what you're offering is a different matter isn't yeah. it well that's so, I always I always sort of try to tell myself if I did get rejected from something that actually take that as a positive because as much as they're saying that I'm not right for them it's also the fact that they weren't right for me yeah and, and you wouldn't, wouldn't have been happy exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah. it is it's you can you can as tough as it is you can sort of rework the way that you look at rejection to a much more positive you can. thing well that's absolutely happened for me during my final year because I was getting rejected by all these grad schemes and a couple of them I got like so the NHS training management or something I can't remember I got really close and I passed the video interview, um, but they must have had too many people pass the video interview because even though I passed it, I didn't get accepted to the next oh, stage. Um, and I remember at the time just being like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why I haven't been given it. Um, but I, like, after working in this job, I reflected and realized a lot of the reason I was applying for those jobs is because they paid a lot of money. And I was told, not told, but there's sort of this like, you go to uni, you come out, you get a big job, that's success, right? Mm. But actually in this job, which pays like a happy little wage, um, I'm just, I'm getting a lot more experience and I've learned a lot more about the sort of workplace I would like to be in mm-hmm. um, and also I'm only 22 I'm not in any rush to be earning like X amount a year and whatever like I'm lucky that I don't have to panic about that too soon um, so if your main motivator is money I would just like, encourage you to reflect and go like is that actually what I want or is that just what I've been told I need to be successful because that's yeah. not necessarily like the case yeah, um, yeah I think that goes back to like the pressure people put on you because yeah. lots of people will ask you well what are you going to do what exactly yeah. are you going to do after this degree and of course you know um i would actually say from, like my informal anecdotal survey would be that actually the first job that you have is almost like a trying it out yeah um so some people have done placements so that gives you a chance to try things out but not always um sometimes that allows you to ask more questions so it's almost like you've got to get your first couple of years out of the way yeah. so that you you know a little bit more about what you do like doing and you might go to a great job like Libby and you'll be like great this is I found what I wanted but other times it's like you almost have to get a rubbish job out of the way and then you can be like next time I need this this and this it's like with anything you have to learn don't you you have to learn to walk you have to learn to do xyz (laughs) and jobs are the same you have to just sort of experience different ones and see what works for you don't you so I think that's that's another thing that's really important to remember in the application process as well is looking at what you think the company can offer you in terms of your development and where you want to get to in your career definitely especially your first job coming out of university that Mm -hmm. feels like a really important point I think um, also you said something earlier about um, when you were job hunting, you were kind of on your own and you weren't really thinking about what was happening for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously job hunting is that type of thing that you've got to do on your own but actually knowing that other people are being quite honest and you know feeling in a similar position is actually really helpful sometimes Mm. because um, I think sometimes you forget that actually you've got a whole network of um, people that you're graduating with that Mm. are on the same similar journey so why not use those resources you know I mean obviously I'm going to say come to careers and uh, do you know, we'll go to careers and, you know, ways of you engaging but yeah. it might give you some comfort and encouragement to carry on and improve how you're doing things I think um, sometimes 
because you might be doing a part-time job or you've made it full-time you might have be having quite a lot of like when are you going to get a job from your pet family mm. and stuff like that and in your own self so you can get almost quite stressed and worried and mm. um isolated so the more you can reach out to people will actually um sounds a bit of a cliche but it actually really helps to it do does. that yeah it's true i think also um that sort of just jogged my memory as well that if if you are feeling a little bit lost and you're looking for advice and if you have done a placement I think that's a a year where you've made some really good connections and for a lot of people it's within the industry that they're interested in going into so reaching out to those people from your placement year I think is is also a really good resource that some people don't think to do yeah there's no harm in that and they might know people who are like you know looking for people to hire and that kind of thing so it's really great networking and I think also don't feel sort of embarrassed or awkward to do it because it's the biggest flattery to go to someone yeah. and ask yeah. for advice. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like if you imagine yourself three or four years from now and an ex-intern comes to you and goes, oh, you know, when I work for you, like, do you have like, any tips and tricks? You genuinely, I think we're all pretending to be adults, aren't we, all the time? Yeah. <laughs> and so like you just put yourself in that position, you think you'd be really flattered. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to draw attention to, uh, especially, especially because I'm a graduate, um, is that you can still act the careers and placement support for how many years is it after you graduate three years and it doesn't matter if you're a you've done an undergrad or a postgrad yeah. um it's still three years so you know yeah. hopefully you won't need all three years yeah but, you know but even if you start something and then you doubt yourself then you yeah. can still come back to us and my favorite service that a service is maybe not the right word that you guys do is and i always call it like a 30 minute makeover is the cvs like <laughs> i took my cv in and i i'm i'd made it like quite colorful and pretty and i was really proud of it and the person at the other, other end of the phone was like i really see what you're trying to do here but it's absolutely not what the employer is looking for <laughs> and they just like shredded all the color made it look really professional really helped me out um and i could never have achieved that on my own i have no idea i hate cv writing and i cannot stress this enough if you're trying to sort your cv out just take it to careers and placements they will help <laughs> you so much thank you for that plug um, i genuinely yeah, absolutely literally you know, it, um, 30 minute makeover for your cv <laughs> that is um probably the most well used part of our service yeah. people booking in for a, an appointment and often it's initially for the cv but as a careers consultant, um, I find that the CV takes five minutes because really you've probably got a whole load of stuff that you want to talk about, but you don't know how to start. So yeah, whatever you put down on the appointment booking, whether it's a CV or something else, just come and have a chat with us. Yeah. Um, because we're running like in person as well as online, we're actually finding that doing the CVs online, um, you can see both see at the same yeah. time, and obviously there's social distancing, so you don't need to worry about that. But it's a really easy way of you making the adjustments as you're speaking, rather than me sending you something, then you send me something back. And that's how I did forever. mine. We yeah. sat there and uh, I just edited it, I edited as we went, and it was fantastic. Like I it, did that. Too. It was yeah. just so yeah. good. And I, I'm literally going to go back uh, in a couple of weeks' time because again, I have to start job hunting. Ah, oh, and I have to add all this stuff I've done this year onto my uh, CV. So I'm booking an appointment very soon. (laughs) Glad to hear it. Picking up on that a little bit, I was just, um, I've had quite a few final year students and you can probably remember what this was like, that panicking that a lot of the graduate schemes are closing. Oh yeah. Um, And yes, they are. So I'm not going to lie about that. But, um, and as you've both found actually that, but just if you don't get a graduate scheme doesn't mean that there's nothing else out there. Sometimes it's to do with terminology. So graduate schemes are like the big graduate employers, you know, the multinationals. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to have very rigid recruitment um, periods. Whereas everyone else, which is probably about 
sort of 65% of the market um, will start recruiting from about now. So if you are a final year, don't panic. That's what I would say. Because some people just feel like, I've missed the boat now. There's no point me doing anything. So, you know, again, have a chat with your friends, some graduates, you know, um, careers team, and actually get a bit of perspective on what what's actually out there i have a genuine question um just so like i said i keep saying this i need to jump on at some point um so i'm my job's up around june time so when would you recommend i start hunting because the thing i keep coming up against is like most jobs sort of want to have you in in about four weeks but if i start in may i'm I'm kind of a bit fine so when would you recommend in your expertise i start looking I think any um, graduate employers that want to recruit will know that people are more available from the summer onwards. So I would say normally start about Easter um, and then you can negotiate a start date. Um, Of course, especially with this year, they might be like, okay, you can... You might want a holiday, so you might want to start in July or something like that. So I think around Easter, and that, I would say that's probably quite a healthy time uh, in terms of like numbers of vacancies as well. Yeah. Because like the smaller, medium-sized companies will know who they want to recruit by that time as well. Um, the good thing about people like yourself is that you're you are you can only give four months a week's notice, mm. so you are actually immediately available i know it's not immediate but it is it to feels them. pretty immediate yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is to them yeah so i think yeah i would say from about easter onwards cracking did you have a question sorry i think you were looking like you're on oh say no <laughs> i was just going to say you were talking about um sort of speaking to your peers and things about their job hunting as well i think an important point off the back of that as well is do, just try not to compare yourself <laughs> oh yeah it's so hard isn't it <laughs> yeah because i think if you see people sort of celebrating that they've got a job i know i had a friend who got a job offer and then she was like oh but i'm gonna keep hunting i'll keep it but i'll, I'll keep hunting because there yeah. might be something better and i was like oh god <laughs> i'm so behind yeah. and i feel like actually yeah. linkedin can be a really toxic place yes if you're um if you're struggling to find work it's good in terms of networking working mm. um but linkedin is for people to brag right you mm. go on linkedin you write your post look how amazing i am send that's the point of it and so if you're really having a rough time trying to find work you're feeling pretty crap about yourself the last thing you want to do is go to linkedin and see everyone be like well i've graduated with this and i got this job and whatever and it just don't do it to yourself it's like a yeah. self-inflicted pain <laughs> yeah i agree you can almost take it with a pinch of salt because actually you'll always have that friend who's got like who's still job hunting when they've got an amazing job mm. and you're just like well what are you gonna leave for me so you've got to take like your friends with a pinch of salt a little mm-hmm. bit but people like Libby actually like you've actually been through all of this and you know so maybe not exactly your friendship group but the wider kind of community of Aston people I would mm-hmm. say we've got a really good mentoring scheme at Aston as well there's yeah. professional mentors and many others and like uh, like you said um, Paige people like to help others if they've been in the same boat yeah. so like people who graduated three four years ago you can just connect with them on, ask to connect with them on LinkedIn. Ignore all the other stuff, but yeah. ask to connect with them because they're really happy to give advice. Yeah. And, you know, um, so I think using the Aston alumni pages on LinkedIn is actually a really strong um, part of LinkedIn. Yeah. So that you can, you know, and people who want to just kind of say, right, you know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Uh, just note that they're probably not going to offer you a job, um, but they will give you advice. So, yeah. you know, it's a kind of exp- setting your expectations a little bit as well. And sometimes you just have to like verbalize things with other people. And sometimes someone will say something to you who's got a little bit more expertise. It'll just be like, oh, I'd never even thought of that. And it might be that little like nugget of advice that just makes the world a difference. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so I, I was thinking about... Um, 
you know, sometimes it's the first step that's really difficult yeah, and yeah. it's that the thought of applying is really horrible because you're just like, oh, I got rejected before and what's the point of me trying now? Um, if you don't make the first step, it's never going to happen. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what I would say to that one. Yeah. So, it can yeah, be overwhelming, it. can't yeah. it? Yeah. Especially with the amount of the steps in the process yeah. of applying for especially grad schemes. Yes. It, it's it's like writing a book sometimes (laughs) you feel like you filled out your cv but then you've got to fill it out again in questions and then you've got to answer questions there's all sorts but there's maths tests yeah oh my god please uh i really think when you come to sit and do a fill out any kind of application make sure you're in a good place Mm. um because it will it will show on that application if you wrote that like half asleep at 2am just like someone please give me a job i never submitted anything the day that i did it yeah i always just waited another day and then read it through the next day and i would always find like there was a spelling mistake or i haven't worded anything right or i've repeated the same thing twice yeah so it is useful and also get someone else to read it over as well 100 percent yeah. Yeah. yeah good advice I suppose so to sort of like round off if we sort of just like we don't necessarily quick fire but just give like some like top two three things that you think that students should take away from this when it comes to applying and dealing with rejection and all of this um, and I'll give you a minute to think because I've, I've got one prepared uh, I suppose the one for me um, is that the employer can always tell if you don't really want the job um, and so if you're in that and I've been there and if you're in that interview room and you're talking and you don't even feel inspired yourself that employer can see it from a mile off so just don't even put yourself in that scenario to begin with put that energy into applying for stuff that you genuinely want to get out of bed in the morning for um, because it's just a waste of your time and their time so yeah, I don't know if anyone else has. Uh... I mean, mine was very similar to yeah. that, but I can think of something else. <laughs> <laughs> my, my initial thing was to, um, when you're researching the company um, to apply for the job, use that as a vetting process to see if you actually want to be there. Yeah. Because otherwise, you are wasting so much time and energy. Um, yeah, that's probably my main thing. No, but I advice. think it's really important. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I'm going to go all careersy now. So. No, absolutely. That's what you're here for. <laughs> so first of all, I would say don't panic. Yeah. Because when the time is right for you, that's when you're going to start applying um, because you've got enough headspace to do it. And for some of the final years, it might be now because they'll panic more if they don't do something. And some of them, it will be in uh, after the last exam. So it might be in June. Mm. So do what's right for you. Um as you said, Paige, um, you've got support of the careers um, service, you know, throughout the summer and for three years after. So you don't need to panic that you're on your own completely. And then I would say my second tip would be use the career service. Yeah. <laughs> so not um, sponsored or anything. No, not completely um, so we have um, a number of careers consultants who can work with you on a one-to-one. We'll be running webinars through the summer, and we and you're able to attend events um, once you've graduated as well, um, whether they're in person or virtual. And then we've got a whole load of software that you can use. So we talked about these dreaded online tests. Mm. So we have a package that you can use that has the most common tests um, that you can practice to death. But the good thing about these tests is that they actually tell you where you went wrong. Mm. So you can improve um, how you're uh, doing them. We've got video interview software, so you can have a practice at those. And, um, you know, a whole load of, you know, personality questionnaires and all that kind of thing as well. So I would say use the service, use your connections. Like you said, Libby, people who you know, who might know other people, mm. is, they're actually really useful. 
um, and then also be really honest about um, what you actually want and also don't put that pressure on yourself that you have to know exactly what you want mm. because I when, when, when we've done a survey in the office no one actually knew what they wanted to do when they <laughs> graduated you kind of figure it out through placement through work experience yeah. One final thing I will just add, if anyone ha- listening to this has no work experience, didn't do a placement for whatever reason or haven't done any part-time jobs, it's not too late. Just do something, join a society, yeah. um, do a bit of volunteering. Yeah. Some of it's still online. We always stuff, have something. stuff available at the union. Yeah. Always, if you want to do something volunteering or just like get some something on your CV, there's always stuff happening here. So yeah. yeah. So just do something. Do something, do anything. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Go volunteer at your local charity shop. They always need people. Definitely. So I can throw in another uh, tip to sum up what I was saying earlier. Oh yeah. Just if anyone is feeling a bit down after some rejection, just reframe it and look at it as them telling you that it wasn't the job for you, that it wasn't the company for you, but also don't let it demotivate you. Make it a motivator because you've just had this experience of applying for a job and doing a job interview and you can go back and look at it and see what wasn't quite right and use that as development to get better at your job hunting. And that's, that's brilliant to have that that that's like live experience of you doing it so nothing is wasted time perfect that's perfect that's a great way to end nothing is wasted time doing absolutely fine (laughs) contact careers and placements if you need it um and if you need some sort of experience we've always got something kicking about at the union so there we go thank you so much libby and samira uh, for being here today um and thank you everyone for listening we will see you next time